This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Wednesday, the 3rd of November. In your Sport Today, Very Elegant becomes a champion. Dugowie gets a charge dropped. A former FIFA president could face jail time. And a horse that makes commentators cry. This is your Sport Today. If you're one of the millions who watched the Melbourne Cup yesterday, Arva, you'll know there was an upset, very elegant stormed home to beat the favourite incentivise in what was a historic win. Yes, my bank balance is also rather upset. And to think, <laughs> Fez, that her trainer almost didn't enter very elegant in the race, but changed his mind at the last minute. So as we mentioned yesterday, Incentivize had won her last nine races and she was the shortest price favourite since Fallop 90 years ago. And Fez, for most of the 3,200 metre race, she was right at the front of the field. But then with about 300 metres to go, very elegant, took it up a gear to take the lead. And she went on to win her first Melbourne Cup up, which is also the first for trainer Chris Waller and the first for jockey James McDonald, who has really done well in Sydney over the past few years. She was the first horse since Maccabi Diva back in 2005 to win with a handicap of 57 kilograms and also the first horse to win out of barrier 18. Yeah, Very Elegant was originally in barrier 19, but when a future score was ruled out in the morning, she moved to barrier 18. Now, one of the big talking points after the race was that Very Elegant could finally be called a champion, but why wasn't she a champion before? Well, even though she'd won a Caulfield Cup and eight other Group 1 races, they're the top-level races, those in the racing community felt that she needed another big win to be called one of the great horses. Even Chris Waller, her trainer, said before the Cox Plate a week and a half ago that a win there would have been enough for her to be considered a champion, but she ended up finishing third in that race. But after she won the Melbourne Cup yesterday, her jockey, McDonald, said that she's a champion now, and she's a wealthy champion at that, having won $14 million in prize money throughout her career. Yeah, and she's not done yet either, Gabs. Uh, All right, that's it for the Melbourne Cup this year, but the carnival does continue. Tomorrow, it's Oaks Day, and then on Saturday, it's Stakes Day. And today's trivia question, which is brought to you by Sportsmate, which two jockeys have ridden the most Melbourne Cup winners? It's a bit of a tough one, Gabs. You got a clue for us? Uh, Look, it was a long day yesterday. I have absolutely nothing for you, Fez. All right, this one's for racing experts. Find out the answer (laughs) at the end of the show. So Aussie rules now, and there's been an update to the Jordan Dugowie story that happened on the weekend. Uh, Dugowie had been charged with forcibly touching a woman in New York, but that's now been dropped. Yeah, so this happened on Saturday morning New York time when Dugowie and a friend were arrested outside a club over an alleged incident on the dance floor. He had been charged with groping a woman, but prosecutors have said that they won't take the matter any further. He is, however, still facing an assault charge, and that's for allegedly attacking a man at the club. It means he has to face a New York court on December 8 for a charge he has pleaded not guilty to. Dugowie has hired defence firm Braffman and Associates. They've been in involved in some pretty high-profile cases, including Harvey Weinstein and that of rapper P. Diddy. Dugowie's court case is two days after his club Collingwood are meant to start their pre-season training. The Magpies have said they will continue to pay him, but Dugowie is not allowed to train or use any of the club's facilities while the case is still ongoing. 
On the weekend, the V8 supercars were back racing for the first time in three months, but it's come out that a medical exemption given to an unvaccinated driver is now being investigated by New South Wales Health. Yeah, we don't know who the driver is at this stage, and Supercars officials said that all drivers were compliant with the COVID protocols. It is being reported that the driver was given an exemption on medical grounds, but now those grounds are being questioned by New South Wales health officials. And if they find that he shouldn't have been given the exemption, then the driver will be ruled out for the rest of the Supercars season. If the driver isn't allowed to race, then the season will continue with three weekends of racing left in Sydney before the whole comp moves moves west for the Bathurst 1000, which is the last race of the season. Yeah, so expect to hear more on this in the coming days. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen extended his lead in the Drivers' Championship on the weekend with the next round this weekend at Eastern Creek. One of the big talking points in Australian football is the ongoing investigation into the sport's alleged toxic culture by former Matilda Lisa Devanna. Yesterday, a report in the Sydney Morning Herald revealed Devanna had been accused of bullying by former Melbourne City teammate Tyler J. Vlanich, but Devanna has denied it. Yeah, so in this SMH report, Vlanich says that she went to Football Australia in 2018 after being bullied and threatened by Devanna, and she even took out an AVO against her in 2019, but that That was quickly withdrawn. In April this year, an investigation ordered by Football Australia found that Devanna had sent aggressive text messages to Vlanich, had pressed her up against a wall and intimidated her. Devanna wasn't part of this investigation with Football Australia deciding mediation and education were the best outcome. But last night, a story by the Daily Telegraph said that Devanna is considering legal action to clear her name and that it's come at a great cost to her mental health. Yeah, but it's led to Sport Integrity Australia, which is the body carrying out the investigation into the culture of Australian football, said yesterday it will offer five months of mental health support from the Australian Institute of Sport for anyone impacted by their ongoing investigation. In news just this morning out of Switzerland, former FIFA president Sepp Blatter and his advisor Michelle Platini have been charged with fraud and forgery after a $2 million payment was first investigated six years ago. Yeah, so this is an investigation that started back in 2015 and it was looking at a request made by Platini to be backdated pay for working as Blatter's presidential advisor from 1998 to 2002. Blatter had agreed to the request because he was going for re-election against Qatari candidate Mohammed bin Haman and Platini was influential with European voters so he needed to get him on side. Now this was a big deal because the investigation in 2015 forced Blatter out of the presidency and ended any hopes Platini had of being the FIFA president. Both men now face possible jail time if found guilty, but the Swiss courts where the men have been charged can take years to come to a conclusion. Yep, this is news just out this morning, so stay tuned for more info on this one. Our first story was about horse racing, so it's kind of fitting that the last will be as well. But this one comes from Japan. It's about a horse that won its first race this week, but it's not the win that's got the attention, but the name. She's called Sumamamamamamamamo, and if you reckon I battled saying that, then try being a commentator saying it several times in a race really quickly. Yeah, I'm going to give you an A for effort there, Fez, but you're getting an F for throwing me <laughs> under the bus because I've got to say this too. So Sumamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamam
Fortunately, the commentator did a much better job than we have <laughs> as the horse came from behind to win the race. Now, the name comes from a Japanese tongue twister, which is about how Japanese plums and peaches are both peaches. There was a horse named She Sells Seashells that ran in the UK last decade. Fez, I would have cried if I had to call that a few times. <laughs> Unique New York. Unique New York. That's actually a horse. Uh, I'll put a link in the episode notes to the audio of the Japanese horse winning. I'm not going to say the name again, so it's worth checking out. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye on what's coming up. And yesterday, Gabs, you mentioned that the Billie Jean King Cup was on last night. Australia kicked off their campaign with a 2-1 win over Belgium. And tomorrow night, they play Belarus. What do you got? I know we've mentioned it a few times, but baseball's World Series could wrap up today. And that's if the Braves can beat the Astros in Houston. Atlanta leads 3-2, so huge game, Fez. And if not, there's a game seven tomorrow. Uh, all right, the answer to today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate. Which two jockeys have won the most Melbourne Cups? It was Bobby Lewis and Harry White. Lewis won from 1902 to 1927. And Harry White won his four Melbourne Cups in the 1970s. There you go, Gabs. Pat's on the back to anyone who got that. Yep, racing experts. I think that's one for them. Uh, Glenn Boss won three on Mokabi Diva uh, in the mid-2000s. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll do it all again tomorrow.